To the Life Toy Attic with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm not gonna get to say this again. This is it. This is the last while. one. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. Unless we decide like at some point in the future to be like, hey, we just saw this movie that was about <laughs> We toys. have to say have something to about, about it. it. Yeah. This this is the last The last Toyetic. The, really? the, the last Toyetic with Ben and Molly. We are this is it. And mm-hmm. we're, we're we're retiring. Going on a European vacation. Yeah, I I, I already own property in Florida, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be jetting off to Florida. How fun. To, um, right in time for hurricane season. Right in time for hurricane. I'm very excited <laughs> about being swept away to the land of Oz. That's something I'm... That's really... You and Fruja Balk both. I, yeah. I hope you guys have a good time. I think it's going to be good times. Yeah. Uh, how about you? How are you going to spend your retirement? You know, I'm just going to be eating bonbons, having servants feed me grapes... It's going to involve a lot of me time? eating things. Yeah, well, I've got two cheeks, right? So oh, I'll just yeah. put a bonbon in one and a grape in the other, and it'll be like a chubby bunny situation. I, I, people don't know this because obviously we don't. This is audio, but you are you are actually a giant anthropomorphic hamster. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I was waiting until the last episode for people to find out, because I know there's a lot of hamster racists. Yeah, and we have, we have kind of seeded the idea mm. in earlier episodes. Um, I think if you go back and you listen, you can find the clues. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I think some of you have figured it out. It's in there. Um, but we are ending our... Reign uh, of terror. Our reign of terror. <laughs> um, with something... <laughs> I don't even know how to articulate this. This is... We saved the best for last, and by the best, I mean... Not great. The most important. This is the Barbie movie that that Molly first showed me. I think this is the first one that we watched. Yeah. And it kind of mentally broke us, and we were like, we can't keep this to ourselves. We need to, like, share the trauma. Right? Because that's how trauma works, is if if you're traumatized, but you, like, traumatize, let's say, three other people. Your own personal trauma. And then they traumatize two friends, and then they traumatize two friends. Your own trauma gets redistributed, and so this is part of our healing journey, but it is at your expense, Jeremy. It's like a multi-level marketing program, but with trauma. With trauma, instead of Tupperware or essential oils. A trauma shared is a trauma that's the expression. This is, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's in its entirety. So we're going to watch Barbie Starlight Adventure. Yes. Which I want to say is the absolute worst Barbie movie. <laughs> and I think we also determined was the kinkiest Barbie movie. It's, it's up there. There's a lot of stuff. It does open with a, a kind of an extended, like, seven minute long age play. You know, you, you say it like you're joking. <laughs> and I hate that. There's a thing. Here's the thing. I have, I don't know if repressed is the right word, <laughs> elected to forget. It's gone in the mental vault. Yes, quite a lot of this movie. In my mind, so much of this movie gets kind of melded with Pokemon the first movie. Why? I, I think we talked about this in, the, in the, the the Pokemon the first movie episode, because it's that spiral in the middle of Pokemon oh, the first movie. Reminds the, from an me, architectural standpoint, yes. this reminds Okay. They reused many of the same sets. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's shot in the same location. Yeah. I can't tell if I'm looking forward to this or not. Like, I know it's going to be an event. I think this, like, making, this is our last episode. I think we said to ourselves, well... This is our last episode, so I'm yeah. like, let's go full kamikaze and, like, <laughs> absolutely destroy ourselves. Yes. So think... we can't do anymore. It's th- not an option now. <laughs> I think we said to ourselves, we're going to do a podcast about movies about toys, which is what this is, by the way. But Barbie Starlight Adventure is a, a, a nightmare wrapped in a hellscape, wrapped in an unending torment. So we'll make that the last episode. So every episode we've ever recorded has been an attempt to delay yes. this experience. Yeah, we're just putting off the apocalypse, yeah. really. But now it's come. It's arrived. It's at our doorstep. Ding dong. Yeah. Who is it? It's Barbie Starlight Adventure, <laughs> and I'm here to punish you. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was coming. So we're it's it's very much we're the, full of resolve now. The Avengers Endgame. It of really, really the is the Barbie Cinematic it Universe. It really is, and this podcast. There's no point in the. Once you watch this movie, I think you realize like the world didn't need to exist. Yeah. Like we didn't need the Adams didn't need to do that thing they did where they made life and stuff the, that didn't need <laughs> to have happened. Dancing atoms led directly to the creation <laughs> of this movie, and you watch this movie and you get a real sense of like Thanos had had some had stuff a, figured yeah. out. Like, he knew 
you. He had some good ideas. Yeah. For those of you who are watching in these United States, or those United States, if you're not Any, in... The, one, um, the only United yeah, States. Yeah. Um, this movie's on Netflix. It's also on YouTube in multiple parts for those who are not in the United States. Yeah. Those fortunate ones. So those of you who like to listen to this opening part and then pause the podcast and watch the movie... And then come back with us. Kind of, it's like you're living the show with us. And by the way, I love you. Those of you who have done that and who have messaged us to say that's how you watch the podcast. You're very brave for one. Yeah. Because here's the thing. That is that is not a conventional way to do a movie podcast. I think the way that we've done a movie podcast is... I think the word is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to allocate so much. It would be so much more of a time saver if we watched the film independently. Yeah. And then got together to record for a couple of hours. Yeah. But the way we do the show takes... Four, sometimes five hours. Just to record, yeah. But I also think that it has given this this show a structure that I think a lot of other movie mm-hmm. podcasts have. A sense have of been... immediacy. Yeah. Because we have the preamble of, I don't know what this is. <laughs> What's happening? What are we doing? Watch the film and then our raw, unfiltered reactions yeah. as we struggle to cope. And you don't get that, I think, with a lot of other movie podcasts because they just, they've yeah. already watched it separately. And processed yeah. the trauma a little bit, whereas you get like an unfiltered glimpse into our psyche as we wrestle. <laughs> as we wrestle with what we've experienced. Yeah. But for those of you who have been watching the movies with us, we do appreciate that. And we would like you to join us one last time as we sit down to watch <laughs> Barbie. Barbara Millicent Roberts in Starlight Adventure. Yes. All right, so we're going to go away and endure Barbie's Starlight Adventure, and we will be back after these slightly more recent than usual commercial messages. Barbie's Starlight Adventure! Batteries not included. Barbie Starlight Adventure movie available September 13th. Not rated. You can be anything. We're back. Yep. We did that. That's it. So that's it. That's the end of the last episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for joining this us. Year. I said just before we started recording, that film was simultaneously very short and far too long. So long. It's it, only like an hour and 20, which is a mercy because I couldn't have taken any more. It's slightly longer than Toy Story. Yeah. But it's wild. There's so much less going on. Like, the first hour and change of that movie is them prepping to do the mission. Yeah. And then they do the mission. And then the mission takes about five minutes. This is basically just like Barbie's open mic in space. Yeah. This whole film. It's just bits, but the bits don't go anywhere they don't or they, do They don't anything. really add up to anything. Yeah. I would describe it as a difficult watch. Yes. In that we knew this. We tried to watch it and it was very difficult. It... Didn't actually open with an extended age play sequence. No. It, it opened with Barbie trying and failing to kill herself many <laughs> times over. Like, leaving off of things. Like, talk, like the beginning of the movie... Okay, so the movie opens with this legend about a galaxy it's like where... like a space prophecy. There's a space prophecy. All the stars used to dance in the sky and now they don't dance, but... One day the one will show up. Keanu Reeves will show up and make all the stars <laughs> and make them dance, dance again. again. And King... Keanu Reeves is a great dancer, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> the king, I forget his name he, already. Uh, king Artemis. Car- uh, king uh, king Cargo Pants. Cargo Pants. It's Constantine. King, but king Constantine? Constantine? So it was Keanu Reeves, okay. Um, <laughs> he thinks he's the one, so he's been trying for years. Because he's to... a white man in a yeah. position of power, so he's like, the space prophecy is about me. Yeah. And he sounded like. He sounded like the guy that you get when Patrick Stewart says no. Mm. That was his voice was very kind of Stewart adjacent. I did look up who the voice actor was. Mm -hmm. And his name is... Keanu Reeves. Dwight Schultz. Oh! Not a very strong name. That's... No, that's Barkley from Star Trek The Next Generation. (gasps) Oh my god! Sorry, his picture was too small. There he is. Smoldering. That's literally... It's Broccoli. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad he has a so career now. So he was just now. doing Patrick he Stewart. Was just, he was like, I know. The, the, Don't worry. Stand back, everyone. <laughs> everyone, give me, give me a wide berth. I got this. <laughs> I did not realize that was, that was Dwight Schultz himself. Yep. Amazing. So, Lieutenant Barkley. <laughs> Lieutenant Barkley. Lieutenant Barkley. Broccoli himself uh, is the king, and he thinks 
he's the hot shit. And he turns yeah. out he's not. So he um, he enlists a, a team of five teenagers with attitude. Oh my god. I Well, I was saying that, like, Barbie gets this yeah. letter that's like, come to the palace and, like, we'll train you to do stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this sounds like sex trafficking of, like, this yes. man just wants a bunch of young people with, quote, special skills. Yeah, so the, the film, we get this prophecy and then we get an extended seven-hour-long sequence of Barbie on this forest Barbie on planet. the planet Pandora. Planet Pandora. Throwing herself off of heights. Constantly just trying to attempt suicide and yeah. fe- being foiled by, like, naturally occurring uh-huh. flora and fauna the visuals of this section gave me a very strong like tinkerbell pixie hollow mm, kind of vibe it's like pixie hollow in space yeah pixie hollow in space is absolutely how i would describe it and then she's late for dinner and her dad is there her dad her dad her dad her dad we want to emphasize the reason that this movie stood out to us really strongly mm. when we first watched it was the fact that her father looks to be maybe five to ten years older than her yeah it's it's one of those it's like a c it's like a cw show where you absolutely know the person playing like the mother is only four to six years it's older like a than the it's like teenager. a sean connery yeah. and harrison ford situation yes of like they're maybe 12 years apart but, but this this young man who she calls dad and who looks very he looks he like, looks nothing like her he looks like if zach efron and jeremy renner had a hilarious transport like a tuvix style transporter accident he looks like a just a handsome white boy yeah who has who is not old enough to have a teenage child. how is that not what i just said <laughs> That is what you just said. Yeah. I was just clarifying. So we, through conversations with her dad, we learned that Barbie her, A quote, dad. had a mother who died. <laughs> B. She had a mother. She, she had, had a, a father. She had a mother. And a so father. many do. So many. Yeah, she, she had one of each, um, which is not always the case. But uh, she, she, we learned that she's a, a regional finalist hoverboardist. Mm-hmm. Hoverboards. Hoverboards body. woman. Hoverboards. Yes. Um, we and we Barbie also says, "Why did we move here? Why did we move here? I've lived here for eighteen years, and I don't remember like how did yeah. we get here?" And her dad literally says, "Well, we moved here before you were born, so this is all you've ever known, Barbie. Yeah. Why would you ask? Why did we Barbara move here?" Barbara Millicent. Yes, and it's odd that they would they they moved there. The mother mm. they had baby. The mother died, and the dad was like. This is fine. Yeah, there's stay. literally well, no just, one for miles. The property. That's true. They there's no one for miles. Like I'm pretty sure Barbie has never met anyone who's not her father. Yeah. And I'm still not sure that man's her father. I think they may just have <laughs> an agreement. Like a kidnapped a baby situation. <laughs> I do think they moved to a planet where OSHA couldn't find them mm. because there are there are railings that are made of of these floating kind of flat discs. They just, all the stairs about, are discs and there's... About ten foot wide. There's no safety anything. There's no railing. So the fact that Barbie did... Do you think she... Okay, so the father was like, we wanted to raise our family here. Do you think Barbie had a bunch of sisters and she's like the only one who survived? Who like yeah. didn't fall yeah. off of something? Family... De- no, we wanted to raise our daughter here. Hello, Barbie, you're the only one. We wanted to raise our family here. If you get to the bottom of one of those trees, there's like a big pile, pile of like of, baby skeletons. Yeah. Barbie's kind of a Nell situation. Yeah. yeah. But she gets a summons from the king to join mm-hmm. this uh, crack squad of of uh, teen heroes. Horny, te- horny hungry teens. H- horny hungry teens. Hungry hungry hippos. Hungry hungry. Um, who will be traveling into deep space to try to deep help Deep Space Nine. Yes, restart. they're going to the space station. Deep Space. Steel. They're going to restart the stars. Yeah. They just need to do like a hard reset. They need to cycle yeah. the power or something on the universe. Yes. They're just gonna yeah. hold down the belly button yeah. for ten seconds. Yeah. They just gotta yeah, they gotta put a like a bit of a like a they gotta uncurl a paper clip and, and jam stick it, it in, in there, there. Yeah. and hold it down. Yeah. Now Barbie has, as is tradition in these movies, an animal sidekick. An animal kit. familiar, yes. Now the familiar is is called popcorn. For someone who lives on an alien planet and who has never encountered either a pup or a corn, I'm wondering if these are just letters in order that she arrived at. Apparently that's the name of the species. Is a popcorn? Because she described it as a popcorn, but she also named it popcorn. It never, it never like, looks like a pup. It is like having a Pikachu named Pikachu. Pikachu is been my Pikachu. Well, if it's the only one she has, mm. maybe it's like a buttercup named her horse horse kind of situation. So she has this floating, flying, like, fat cat. It's like a cat. cat. Why is it called a pup? It never tur- It's never a pup. It's only ever some form of cat. Yeah, and it does transform later into just a regular cat that can't fly. 
So they end up having to like jerry rig a kind of hover they like strap. They make like a you know how they like you see those little goats with wheelchairs. Yeah. It's one of those situations, but this cat flies instead. Yeah, with teeny tiny fans. Yes. So Barbie flies to the king's palace, mm-hmm. smuggles her popcorn in her luggage, which her dad knows about and gives her a weird... Like, he says, uh, I put something in your luggage. And by the way, I didn't see anything. Wink. Wink. And then the wink And is- the first thing I thought was like, I didn't see your vibrator that you <laughs> packed. <laughs> There's definitely some stuff in there. There's some stuff in Very there. Very handcuffs. Yeah. There's stuff I didn't need to see. But no, it turns out Barbie just smuggled her pet across... Like, that, that pet... Not even international borders, but, like, interplanetary yeah. borders. She didn't go through customs or anything. Popcorn They're... is riddled with bio disease, disease and, and yeah. bacteria. And it yeah. will just ravage the ecosystem of yeah. this planet. But Barbie, there's a big ball, and Barbie is introduced to some of her peers on this group. There's the there's Prince Leo. Leo. Who's a prince. Yeah. Which who... she finds out after... After being like, royalty's dumb. Isn't royalty <laughs> stupid? What a bunch of inbred fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Prince Leo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, she doesn't even say uh-oh. She's like, okay, cool. Yeah, she just like, oh. It, it was a weird setup that never paid off, like, this yeah. entire film. Uh, it's a weird setup that doesn't definitely pay thought that the film was positioning him as a romantic interest. I also because thought that. they did have... I definitely thought that. They had no fewer than two meet-cutes. Mm-hmm. The first one where she drops all of her shit on the street, and then the second one where they meet at the palace... That's mm-hmm. two meat cutes, and they never, they don't fuck once in this movie. They flirt a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of like mild flirtation. And then there's the Gravity Twins. The Gravity Twins. Who are named? I don't I don't. Ida. Sheena and Karina. Yes. Sheena, something like Sheena and Melina, something like Karina. that. Karina. Because she goes um, I'm gonna call them space. Yeah, Melina and Katana from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, the Space but, Twins. Yeah. And they have telepathy between each other. They, they constantly finish each other's sandwiches, mm-hmm. and they are. What they both have gravity powers. One can make things lighter and anti gravity, and the other can make things heavier. And there's an extended training sequence where Barbie and the other hoverboardist, whose name is Sally, Sally which is S A L hyphen L E E, who is a world champion hoverboardist. Hoverboard artist. Hover- hoverboardist sounds like she plays the hoverboard in, a, in an in orchestra. A band, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, she rides a hoverboard. And there's an extended training sequence later where there's basically a hoverboard course and Bar- both Barbie and Sally have to have one of the two twins on their back to control the gravity as they go through these special designated high-grav, low-grav zones. And after that training sequence, it never comes up again it in the movie. It never comes up again. Their hoverboard skills literally have zero impact in the, the actual... The, their thing. hoverboarding doesn't matter. I'm just the realizing this. Twi- the gravity twins don't matter. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Literally, yeah. the only person who serves any purpose is Leo the pilot. And he literally, in the final mission, pilots for about 25 seconds. And he's bad at it. And he's bad at it. He runs into a lot of stuff. And then he's like, we're just going to pull over and park because I am not qualified to do this. It's more or less what he says. Yeah, it's the the, the, the film makes such it goes to such pains to tell us, these are our teens. This is what they do. They 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 have superpowers. That uh, Barbie is tele- telepathic. We haven't touched on that. Yet. Oh yeah, she she's has telekinetic. She does, and it's never it's never explained. Why does she have superpowers? Everyone has superpowers. Sally's fast. Leo eats a lot and is thin. <laughs> it's a kind and, of a My Hero Academia yeah, situation. They all have their but quirks. But it's never explained because they all look. Or the twins don't, but the rest of them look like they are human. Yeah, and it's never explained. Why they have these powers. It definitely never explained why Barbie has these powers, which seem to be triggered by singing and thinking of her mother. Yes. And she can... Grief. 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 Grief, her grief is her grief. superpower. Um, but the, the team is put together because of their special skills, and then zero of those skills... Are that, that actually implemented are, in yeah. any capacity. The only skill that is put to use at the end is Barbie's ability to fly and be telekinetic, and that was not the reason she was drafted no. to the team. I've just made that connection. We, this is probably the most exquisite of the exquisite corpse films that we've ever watched. Like, so much about this film, not even just, like, made up on the fly, but different people wrote different parts, and they all just kind of came together. Not even that they wrote different parts, but, like, animated different parts. Like, the character designs are always changing. Yeah. Like, the hairstyles are always changing. Their outfits change. And it's not in the sense of like, oh, like buy this new Barbie, whatever. In the sense that like 
the character design changed midway through, but they had already animated these yeah. handful of sequences. So they were just like, fuck it. As long as we keep the hair more or less the same color, no one no will one notice, notice and it's and fine. And then, then they fucking, they lampshade it because there's a, Barbie has a pink stripe through, a, a thick pink stripe through her hair and then for some a good scenes, portion of the movie. And some and scenes she doesn't. When she has her hair in a braid, she's got a thin stripe. When it's in a ponytail, she's got a thick stripe, except for there's one scene where she doesn't have any color in her hair and she's just regular blonde. And then uh, Sally says, oh, hey, your pink... Uh, your streak is back. That, that, that pink stripe... The pink stripe looks good. And then Barbie goes, oh, it's, it's back. back. And this What does that never, mean? What does Sometimes it mean? my hair just changes yeah. color. Also, I have magical dead mother powers. <laughs> I don't I, get it. I genuinely... Yeah, I think you're right in that it was just like they accidentally... Like think, they were animating and writing at the same time. I think they were rewriting, yeah. As yeah. Or just like redoing the character designs. Because the Sally, like when they changed yeah. her hair up, I literally did not recognize her. I was like, who is this new character they ha- they're introducing? I, I had to tell you it was yeah, Sally. You you were like, hey, it's Sally. And I was like, what the fuck? It's a different color. It's a different texture. Mm. It's a different length. And it's a totally different style. I think when it comes to Barbie's pink streak, and maybe this is me giving more credit than is deserved, but my theory is that her pink streak was meant to represent self-confidence. Mm. And so when it, it was gone... bigger when she's happy. Yeah. And smaller when it shrinks up when she's sad. Or sometimes if she gets, like, really cold, it kind of shrinks <laughs> up. <laughs> it just, it gets, it's, it's perfectly natural and it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and it's not about the size Nothing of the Nothing to be pink. self-conscious yeah. about. It's not about the size of your pink streak. It's how you use it's it. It's how you use it. Maybe there was a deleted scene where she's like, huh, where's my stripe gone? Maybe there was a deleted scene where you see her apply manic panic, wait for <laughs> half an hour, and then rinse it out. Yeah. I don't know. I. It just seems... It, this it, movie, there's obviously there's no love in it, but there's not even any care or attention put yeah, into it. Yeah, because at least even with some of, the, slapdash. some of the earlier Barbie movies, even the ones that I don't like, the fact that they brought in friend of the show, Robert McKee... Yes, to help save them. Yeah, shows that they actually like they wanted this to be a going concern like they wanted to make mm-hmm. Barbie movies that were consistent it's one of the reasons why like Barbie as Rapunzel genuinely one of my favorite that's animated movies we've watched that's yeah, I, for I, Barbie I, movies at least of the of the films we've watched on this podcast it is the only movie other than the Lego Batman other or than the, the ones movie, that we know are actually yeah good. other than the ones that the, the far end of the scale <laughs> is named after that I would consider like one of the one of the better examples mm-hmm. of a toyetic movie yeah. that we've seen Whereas this doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're really doing any, it, it, it felt like it was a contractual obligation, mm-hmm. like this thing just exists. <laughs> we to, need another movie yeah. to come out this year. It was just, we have a toy line, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, the, no care, no love went into no this love. movie. And I think the fact that you dislike it as much as you do, yeah. that's... You they, have to work hard they have, yeah. to actively dislike a Barbie movie. They have to put in the effort to make a Barbie movie you do not mm-hmm. like. Or at least that I struggle to tolerate. This yeah. one was really rough. It just felt very much like no one on the creative team was on the same page at all. And I imagine a lot of people like sat at their desks and cried while making this film. Yeah. Like I can feel the tears. Yeah, it, it genuine. It does feel at times like it was, okay, so what's the next scene? I don't fucking know, but we've got to start animating mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. And they... We don't have all the assets we need. Let's make something up. It's like an extended improv game. It is. Yeah. It's like going to see like Star Trek, the improv generation, but without talented improvisers. Yeah. Yeah. So they have their various training exercises. Oh my God. Yeah. They they go to this ball that lasts about half an hour, like of screen time. It never fucking ends. They dance. To the Nutcracker. To the Nutcracker. To the Nutcracker they dance. At this space ball, they're dancing to the Nutcracker. I don't understand. And then they dance to up-tempo drum music. Because oh, Barbie is like the... She's like a music... Yeah. Space telepathic princess. I don't... And then King Barkley shows up. King at, at the ball he was already at King and is Broccoli. disappointed. He went He went to the, the little king's room yeah. and then he came back and he was like, why are they dancing to music? Why are they dancing at a ball? At a ball. I don't understand. And he's so angry. He's with like them. the chaperone at prom, who's yeah. like, no, no, no. Someone spiked the punch. Yeah. And then he does all of these training sequences, and then they're sent to get a starlion, starlion. which is like a big Spyro the dragon it's with a so toddler much worse. face. It has the most disturbing. Yes, toddler face definitely, and also the sound it makes. It opens its terrifying toddler maw, 
and like the sound of a man screaming comes out. <laughs> but it's like a, an adult man. But it's man. like he swallowed a man, and there's a man and there's stuck a man halfway down his throat. Like the quality yeah. of the sound is very much like there is a man inside me. You can barely hear him screaming to get out, and it's kind of echoey. It's Tobias Funke, the man inside me. That yes. is that is what this is. It's this. It's it's like um, Rob Brydon, who's a British impressionist. If if you've ever seen the trip, he's in that. But he does this voice trick that is a man in, like a man in a box, and he can do this thing where his voice where it sounds like a tiny man trapped in a box. That's what this. That's, that's what exactly like. what this sounded like. So they they're sent to capture this stallion. They're not told why. They're not told why. But they assume it's for the king's zoo, mm-hmm. despite the fact that's not part of their mission parameter. We never see the zoo. They we, talk we about ne- the, they, the zoo. Yeah. They never fire the zoo. It was very very tell don't show. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov's zoo. Chekhov's zoo never yeah. gets fired. The intro is like, also, the king has, has a, a zoo. zoo. And he's going to like put all everything yeah. you love in the zoo. I think they were planning to do a spin-off for this called uh, The King Bought a Zoo. <sighs> oh my god. But they never got around to making it. Lieutenant Broccoli bought a zoo. Bought a zoo. See, I would watch that. That'd be a good clean but fun. But just, just Barkley, though. Yes. Don't have this guy. Have... No, that's the, that's the other interesting thing, because the king is antagonistic. But mm-hmm. he's not an- the antagonist. He's not the antagonist. He's... What, the antagonist is the fact that it is like the heat death of the universe, yeah. basically. Is that like, we're all gonna die. Entropy is the yes. antagonist of this movie. In that way, it's very like late 70s, early 80s Doctor <laughs> Who. Because there's literally a whole season where the villain is entropy. <laughs> the, the villain is the horror of non-being. Yes. It Just is like an existential void. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's mortality. Yes. Is the is the villain of this film. There's there is no real bad guy, and they they go to such pains to set the king up as a self serving asshole in a way that you think is. you think that's going to pay off as villainy. Like yeah, make, like like even like the one thing they could do to tweak this plot thread is have have his gadget not his gadget fails at the end. He has yeah, his gadget. Yeah, he makes a gadget that's like an like electroshock therapy. It's very return for to the Oz. stars. But we never yeah. really explained how that whole situation but it doesn't work and Barbie saves the day by being there basically. Yeah. But spoiler alert for the end of this movie by the way. But the simplest tweak the tweak is his gadget works but it works by hurt a hurting the stars mm-hmm. and b he can control the dance like you and then yeah. his whole thing and becomes I want control yes. over the universe. And that's kind of where I thought it was yeah. going because I had already I've forgotten how any any of the plot points because there aren't any. There aren't any. I forgot. <laughs> okay, so when I reached in the drawer and there was nothing in there, it was because yeah. I never put anything in there. Yeah, that's but the his w- machine just fails. His machine just he's, doesn't. He's work. incompetent. Yeah. He's clueless and incompetent, and that's really. Besides being, I guess, an entitled white boy, like, that's really his only flaw, is the fact that he yeah. just, like, doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he assumed the prophecy was about him, and he was going to fix things, and he wants to take the credit, but in the end, he just doesn't have a clue. And he's that's really, that's his main failing, yeah. is the fact that he just is ignorant. Yeah, ignorance. Ignorance is the antagonist. We yes. all need to educate ourselves. About st- how stars dance. Yes. <laughs> um, These important social issues. Yeah. So let's we'll wind back a little bit in the narrative because Barbie and the narrative Starlight Adventurers term. are sent to, and I've named them the Starlight Adventurers to kind of tie. Oh, see, in. that's nice. That's, I feel like that's something they. They're could never have. actually called that. Yeah, they're There's never given a group. Name. They're never given a group name. They they're not like Trey Horny Boys or anything no. like that. They're just the team. Barbie's put in charge of the team the after team. this incident, but, but the Starlight Adventurers, like that's a TV that's series. Nice. You can yeah. do something with that. Um, this could have been a backdoor pilot. They fucked it they up. They fucked it up. But they're sent to get this stallion. The robot, the king's robot, Artemis. Uh, Artemis goes to tell them why they need the stallion, and the king's like, "No, you don't need no, to know. Just go fuck. Just fucking get it. I'm Barkley." And then they go to the planet. Barbie managed to manages to use her. She she rolls a success on an animal handling check, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and kind of makes friends with the stallion, and then everyone else kind of traps it in this laser net, laser net, like yeah. a like a like a futuristic sci-fi Gulliver's Travels. It really they tie is. Him down. They're, just, they're just kind of yeah. kind of strap him down. They strap him down, and then they've got the stallion, and then Barbie's like, "Yeah, this isn't right." The stallion's getting too turned on. It's getting too aroused. <laughs> The, the, his back is being pressed against the laser rope because his erection is pushing his body <laughs> off the ground. Um, like a car check. Yeah, a car check. <laughs> um, she says, I'm, I'm, this is sickening, I've seen enough. And she turns off the lasers and the starliness flies off into the woods and masturbates. Um, but the whole thing is that she attracts the starling by singing to it. Yeah, which she does a lot of She makes in this music film. with it. She sings a lot. She's Not only is she magical... 
But she sings, and her singing, her like the music is tied to her powers somehow. Mm. Again, never explained. Doesn't, but we just go with okay, it. It's, it's grief. It's the yeah, power it's of grief. Yeah, the power of grief. Have you ever tried like moving dinner cards with your mind with grief? This is a funny story because uh, I've always had uh, kind of these latent abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to move things with my mind. And my mother, as you know, was a very, uh, very devout Christian woman. Yes. And she kind of yep. thought I was uh, uh, kind of a, like a, a tool of Satan. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, I don't really talk about this very often, but then there was, um, at my high school prom, I was yeah. invited and I, I ended up going. I you know, got a nice dress. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my mother said, you know, they were just, they're just they just going to laugh at you or something like that. I don't really remember exactly what she said. But then I got there and I'm on stage and then suddenly like, some of the other kids had arranged for like this bucket of pig's blood uh-huh. to just kind of fall on my head. Yeah. And it did. And I was standing there soaked with blood. And then the next thing I know, there's fire and screaming. And, and I music. Music. And I don't really remember the specifics of it but really but it at was... the end of at the end of prom all the dinner cards on the table had been rearranged <laughs> yeah. we haven't even talked about that, that yet. Was you. yeah like at the, there's the, at the ball so at the ball earlier in the movie there is like we're gonna serve that food. insufferable scene that went on yeah. way too long we're gonna serve food and then a, a table of desserts appears and we're like oh i guess they're having i guess it's just I guess snacks. It's, yeah just like a cake and punch type of thing and then they barely get to eat into that when that table disappears and the main course tables arrive uh-huh. and the two twins are seated like one seat apart so there's a seat in the middle of uh-huh. them because that's where their play settings are and then barbie does the thing you barbie mentioned barbie uses her mind to rearrange the the name cards yeah. on the table like a human being couldn't <laughs> just do that with their two human hands yeah, you don't even need two human hands you don't even need hands to do this like, yeah and i love that the reaction to her doing this with her mind is you can, you can move, move things, things. That's what in my response that was yeah so can you <laughs> idiot <sighs> and then they get food i think it's just a power move maybe yeah. on barbie's part yeah they get these like toothpaste tubes they get to pick like a red green or periwinkle i mm-hmm. think is that what it was yes and the, the one they pick and then they squeeze the tube and a full meal but appears a fully on the table. formed earth bird yeah pops <laughs> like a ro- out like a ro- full-on roast chicken with brussels, with brussels sprouts, sprouts a huge thing that's a lot of Brussels sprouts. Maybe in the in future space. they've been able to figure out how to make Brussels sprouts not, not farty. Fart up a storm, yeah. yeah. But they I also, mean, that's just how they they create yeah. their clean green energy. But they also don't get time to sit and eat the food because they're there for like four minutes and then it's okay, time to dance, time everyone. To dance. And then the table. No, you gotta wait thirty minutes or you get tummy cramps. <laughs> it's awful. <sighs> it's it's very much like. It's it's NaNoWriMo. It's week three. I just yeah. like have to get these sentences written. Yeah. So I'm just going to describe every aspect of this scene. Yeah. So they, they release the stallion. Uh, Broccoli yells at Barbie for releasing the stallion mm-hmm. and then says, you're cut from the team. You're out. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go to regionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so later, Sally shows up to yell at the king about, you've got to reinstate Barbie. She's the only one who's got her shit together. We are all literally useless. Plus her name... Why did you recruit us a bunch of horny, hungry teenagers <laughs> who have skills, but none of them are the kinds of skills that you actually need for this mission? Like, even in the training sequence, there was that weird bit where Leo and Barbie just, like, spar... Yeah. For yeah, no on, giant, on top of giant, what on top gonna, of a giant cube made of cubes. What are you gonna be fighting? Nothing. You're gonna fight the universe. You can't fight the universe. You can't fight. You can't, you can't stop fight the entropy. Yeah. So yeah, and, and then she's like, "Yeah, you can't. Fo- you can't get rid of Barbie from the team. She's integral. Her name is on the front of the box. If she, <laughs> she leaves, literally says that. If she leaves, the film will just follow here. We're no longer in it. We're paid. It will but, just, we're paid it will by just, day. It will we're just paid be over. Day. Yeah. See, at that point, I was like, "Yes, Barbie please, should leave. Please let it be and Roll credits. But then Barbie shows up because because the king had mentioned, "Well, we need the Starlion to guide us to the center of the galaxy." Like, you should have just said that. She just said that, you idiot. And then Barbie shows up and was like, hey, what's up? I uh, Why don't we just ask the Starlion, idiot? And the king said, oh, you think they're just gonna they're just gonna say yes if we ask? And Barbie's like, I don't know, why don't you fucking ask him? And the Starlion walks Comes in and is like... into the ballroom. Yeah, and then there's that seven minute rap sequence. Oh my god. Where the Starlion raps yeah, about... About... Manners. Conservational issues. Yeah. And, but it's like the man screaming his rap from inside this creature. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is the Starlion opens his mouth and then you can hear someone rapping... <laughs> 
Like, he was already rapping, because it's like, he definitely opens his mouth and we hear the rap begin mid-verse. It's like the goat in Steamboat Willie, where it's like a cow where they're just, like, cranking the tail and it opens the mouth and the music God. comes out. I, I, I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if the thing we just described were actually, were actually part happening. of the movie. See, I just love that that's, like, the only kind of vaguely pop culture reference I could come up with was, you remember the, in 1929... <laughs> Yeah, Molly is Molly's an eternal. She's angel. She's danced in the blue flame. Uh, that's why she doesn't understand any new pop culture references. Her head is full of the old ones. Yeah, see, in my mind, 1929 was just like yesterday. Yeah. So. Well, when you're a 750-year-old high elf, mm-hmm. uh, that's It all really... kind of blends together. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. So the king's like, oh, I, I guess Barbie's back. And Sally's like, and she's the leader now. Yeah. And Broccoli's... They kind of they kick him out of his own job. Yeah. And King Broccoli is like, oh, I fucking guess, whatever, whatever gets, whatever gets, whatever gets you guys off my dick, I'm fine. <laughs> Just fucking leave. So she stands up off of his dick and walks out. <laughs> and they all do. The stallion gets off the dick. They were all on the they dick at all... the same time, which is why he was like, "You were, you were crushing yeah. me. Like one of you, at least yeah. one of you needs to get off." You were, you, I don't know. You spent forever waiting for someone to ride your dick, and then three come along at once. Um, and that's too many. It's too many because there's only room for one. This is a one seater. It's like a bicycle. <laughs> it's like one of those like lime scooters. You can't have more than one person no, on those scooters. It's not safe. It's, it's not safe, and it's explicitly uh, when you get your dick. Forbidden. Yeah. It has the instruction booklet. Yeah, it's one dollar to unlock the dick, <laughs> and then it's twenty five cents for each minute that you are riding the dick. <laughs> I think we may have accidentally come up with a really good way, a really cool like gig economy app for prostitution. Yes. <laughs> What is it called? I mean, like, bird is already taken. Um, it's something really simple that's spelled weirdly. Eggplant. But it's E-G-G. like E G G P L N T. Yeah. Eggplant. 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 But people say eggplant. You could really put any vowel you wanted in yeah. there. I don't want to continue this bit though. We do love the dick content here. Zook. Z- like a zucchini? Yeah, short for zucchini, yeah. Oh, like a Z and then a U with like the line over it. So yeah. it's a long U and then yeah. a K. Yeah, Zook. Zook. Cool. TM, 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 that's ours. <laughs> We're going to go by Zook.biz. <laughs> if that's not available, go Zook.horse. Yes. Zook.pizza. Zook.pizza. That sounds Anyone really else? Any others? good, actually. I would put zucchini on a pizza for sure. Zook.tv. Don't steal our idea, folks. <laughs> this is our app for exploiting sex workers. Yes. In the gig economy. Don't steal our terrible, horrible, manipulative, exploitative idea. So they take the Starlion to... To the center of the galaxy. They need it to like... The Starlion has to guide them to the center of the galaxy because if they autopilot, it'll just crash. And if they try to do it manually, it'll just crash. And you appear to be bubbling over. You're boiling over. I hate this so much. It's bad. And then they get there. And the center of the galaxy is the inside of a planet filled with other smaller it's not, planets. It's, they say it's a planet, but it's not a planet. It's just like a rock in space, which is what a planet is. But it's like... It's just like an asteroid with crystals in it. And then they go inside and they see, and it's, they see the Allspark. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's pink now. Because yeah. they're like, we're not Hasbro, so we can't make it look just like the Allspark, yeah. but it's basically the Allspark. Yeah, it's the some spark. It's a different thing. It's entirely. a little bit of spark. And then... It's the mostly spark. Yeah, and then King Broccoli tries to uh, electroshock treatment, the flying orbs. Yeah. And the, it works for a little bit, because they all kind of go into that harmony grid sequence, where they're all in a square, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work anymore. And it doesn't work. For reasons work. that are not explained. Because he's incompetent. Yeah. And then Barbie sings at the at the planets. And holes, she dances and her clothes dissolve. Her, you know, like what, like that whenever I sing and or dance, my clothes yeah. dissolve, dissolve. And are replaced with problem. a sparkling star dress. Yes. Which actually kind of looked quite nice. But just couldn't justify itself within the narrative. No. Like 98% of this movie. Yeah. I don't understand the choices. Do you think they phoned up Robert McKee and said... How should we fix this movie? Here are our ingredients. Yeah, and he said blah, 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 and wrote them like a masterpiece, and they were like, cool, let's do the exact opposite. <laughs> it's the only, ex- it's literally the only explanation. Uh, the story consultant on this is credited as uh, Alan Smithy, 
Who is Alan Smithy? Alan Smithy is a name that directors <clears throat> use when they uh, feel like... When what, they're so ashamed of what they've created that they don't want their name associated with it. When they feel like the studio has wrestled too much of the production away uh, from them, either in post like, or during production. This isn't mine anymore. I don't want to be... So it's not really used so much anymore because there is now a movie called an Alan Smithy movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, a fake biopic about the imaginary Alan Smithy. Um, but like David Lynch's first cut of of Dune, the movie mm-hmm. Dune, based on the, the book Dune, was credited to Alan Smithy because he was not happy with mm. the way the studio had meddled with his vision. Aww. Um, but that used to be a very common thing. So the idea is that they reached out to Alan, to, to Robert McKee. <laughs> Robert McKee gave them all these brilliant ideas, signed a contract, they paid him, they didn't use any of them, mm-hmm. they went in, in, deliberately went in the opposite direction, and then Robert McKee said, you have to credit me as Alan Smith. It was funny when we were watching the credits, literally every name was Alan Smithy, which I thought was just a strange coincidence. It's And it's weird that the, the logo on the box says Barbie in Starlight Adventure. When you put the disc in the drive, it does say Alan Smithy Alan in, Smithy, in Alan Starlight Smith. Adventure. All Adventure. of the subtitles, I also noticed, just said like Alan Smithy over and over and over yeah, again. in square brackets. Yeah, and yeah. all the songs, it was weird that the song lyrics were just like Alan Smithy, Alan Smithy. <laughs> I was like, that's yes. an odd choice, but I thought maybe yeah. it was like an alien language or something. I do know that Barbie is the first fictional character to uh, win the right to uh, not be credited for a <laughs> but she did take the studio to court yeah. and won, which is amazing because you think they would just write her losing that case, but they the but court ruled won. in her favor. Yes. Yeah. Um, a landmark case. Barbara Millicent Roberts versus Mattel? I think so. Is it Mattel that makes Barbie? It must be, yeah. It's Uh, not Hasbro, or else they would have just used the AllSpark. Yeah. So, Barbie does her thing. All the stars... Yeah, she dances with the stars. Yes. Dancing with the stars. Yeah, she's dancing with the stars. Is that what we're calling this episode? Dancing with the stars? Dancing with the stars. It's a little on the nose. Yeah, I like it. But this is just like Barbie dancing with the stars. This is like Barbie dancing with the stars and also Barbie American Idol because she never passes up an opportunity to, like, sing in, like, a terrible... It's bad. It's, it's not really her voice. Rough. It's someone else. It's singing. someone else's voice that doesn't sound remotely like the speaking voice, and it's also just that very poppy, affected yeah. kind of voice that you hear everywhere. That's very much like, eh, eh, like that sounded kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not gonna make my voice do that. It's samey. It's it's a generic... yeah that generic poppy mm. sound. Yeah, there's no the, like weird affectations. Yeah, there's there's no real heart. Or, it's one of the reasons I have trouble watching like talent shows now is because a lot of the vocalists have what I will describe as technically proficient voices, mm-hmm. but they're technically proficient at a voice that just sounds. They're just like recreating. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I don't like pentatonics because it's like mm. a, it's like a, a, a an a cappella group of people who all sound exactly the fucking same. Mm. I cannot stand pentatonics. I wonder if they're just singing so good they sound too perfect. Yeah. It's too clean. It's too... Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's a ball in Barbie's honor, which she's Oh, yeah, there's to. another ball where they're playing the fucking Nutcracker again. There's a man in yeah. the background whose shirt is clipping through his torso. Yes, we... That made the strongest impression on you us. Because you said, is his shirt... Is it the pepper moving? on his shirt moving? Yeah. And then you, I, I missed it, so you rewound it. And his shirt was clipping, clipping through, through his body. His torso, because at this he point in the in, movie... He was in agony, that man. And he yeah. was like, I'm an extra, and I just have to like stand really still. I'm getting $80 today, and I have <laughs> to like pay my rent. But yeah, his shirt was just clipping through his his, his torso, revealing the, the kind of the white... I think I don't think it was even like white skin. I think it was just untextured body, his body underneath. His form. Um, and then... It cuts away and then cuts back and it's still clipping. And then it cuts away and it cuts back and all of the background extras behind Barbie have vanished. And they were then, like, we give up. And then King Broccoli dances a little bit. Ha ha ha, he he he, ho ho ho. Oh yeah, he's at the end he's like, I'm a fuck up. Yeah. Like. Ain't I a stinker? And then, <laughs> yeah. And then roll credits. Yeah. And that's Barbie. Alan Smithy. Barbie Starlight Adventure. It's Alan Smithy Starlight Adventure. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Why are we do? Why did we do this to ourselves? Um, because we wanted to self-immolate to make sure that no more episodes could be produced. We needed to scorch the this earth. This is a very scorched sure. earth yeah, kind of episode. We scorched and salted the earth so nothing would grow here. Again. <laughs> um. This is the worst Barbie movie. It's pretty of bad. All of them. Well, we saw a. Like a trailer for video game hero, mm. hero, Jesus Christ, Barbie video game hero, video game hero, <laughs> yeah. um, which looked like it would have been probably the most terrible thing my eyes have ever beheld. But I have not seen that one, and now I will never see it because nothing is forcing me to watch it, and I can be free. Mm. 
But this one is rough. Yes. This one is definitely a contender for worst Barbie movie ever made. It's wretched. How does it... So there's two terrible Barbie movies that involve space and going to it. Mm. How does this stack up uh, with regards to Barbie and the cramps? Barbie and the... Since Barbie and the Rockers. Barbie and the Rockers. I feel like Barbie and the Rockers had a Barbie and the Rockers out of, of this, this world. world um, Barbie and the Sensations rocking back, back to, to Earth. Earth. I think Barbie and the Rockers slash Barbie and the Sensations slash Barbie and the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. had a clearer image in its head of what it wanted to be. Uh-huh. It was still fucked up. There was a through line that we understood. Like, yeah. go to space for a concert. That doesn't make sense in a human world, but, like, but, I understand what yeah. those words mean in that order. Yeah. Like, the, the Barbie and the Rockers, which I also want to point out, that was the first Barbie movie that we that watched. We watched yeah. So we started with space and we've ended with space. So it's oh, kind of a beautiful. space sandwich. Like a wonderful yeah. Barbie symmetry. That's Alan, the space An range. Alan Smith imagery. The... The story in Barbie and the Rockers and Barbie and the Sensations is bad, mm-hmm. but there's at least there's a through line of they're a performing band, they go into space, they come back to Earth. Oh no, it's the 50s. How are we ever going to get back? How are we, we going to survive the race riots? We get famous in the 50s. We find a way back to our own time. We get there. Like, I feel like that... They're very relaxed the yeah, whole time. That is enough of like an A to B to C to... Mm-hmm. I could take those plot points and make a coherent... A better yeah, film. Yeah, if that's all same, someone told you yeah. about it, you could you could be like, oh, like I the story you would imagine yeah. wouldn't be what they actually committed to film, but like you could yeah. imagine like, oh, that makes sense and I could write a story yeah. like like a human person could write a story about that. Yeah, whereas the plot points for this movie, I feel like you could probably still write something, but there are fewer of them. It's Barbie, Barbie is a psychic hoverboard rider. Who is needed to dance with... The all spark. She, she's she's conscripted into a team of people with special powers yeah, we know, to she save the universe. She's not really given the option to say no. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of this movie is Barbie being like forced into uncomfortable <laughs> positions that she did not consent yeah, but to. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this is just part of the CNC yeah. contract that she signed. And I feel like you could write something using the plot points of this movie, but I feel like it would be a lot shorter. So much of this movie, this movie's padding. This mm. movie is the trial of a time lord of the Barbie cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah, this movie is like packing peanuts. Yeah, this movie really is where we realize that the the all-powerful Q Barbie that we have envisioned through these movies... It's coming unhinged. She started to lose her power. <laughs> Someone else is, is manipulating her and controlling uh-huh. her destiny in this. She still has a certain amount of power, but she also doesn't have as much agency mm. for at least the first half of the movie. And I feel like that's something that... Q Barbie would not allow. Yeah. I feel like maybe King Barkley has stolen <gasps> King's powers. Oh no, that would make a lot of sense. I think a lot yeah. of this we we notice there's a feeling that internally Q yeah. Barbie is grappling with her own impotence. Yes. Because there's a lot of She things. can't get her dick Yeah, hard. she can't get hard and so that'd be frustrating. So, yeah. poor Barbie. I wonder how these weird loss of Q power plot threads will... Um, will manifest in later Barbie movies like Barbie Video Game Hero, which obviously uh-huh. we're gonna watch in five episodes time. Um, no, that's mean. No, I just wanna no, I just wanted to do a, do a fun joke, but that's mean to everyone. If, Jeremy, if you wanna go watch Barbie Video Game Hero, knock yourself out. I don't wanna watch that film. I feel kind of not betrayed, because a betrayal would suggest that it's like sudden yet inevitable (laughs) um i don't feel betrayed by barbie but i feel let down slowly over time like watching a loved one with dementia where it's like (laughs) you were so good and we like had such a good time together and i like remember fondly how we used to interact but now when i try to interact there's nothing there and not because not because of something i've done or that i've outgrown it but because like barbie has changed yeah the barbie movies the barbie movies have changed and so i can't connect with them anymore is this the most is this the most recent barbie movie that you own uh you know it might be it's from 2016 yeah you have not acquired there haven't been any worth watching really yeah and a lot of them pop up on netflix first now Mm -hmm. but uh i think this is the point this this really is kind of a turning point for the barbie movies where it stops being whimsical i mean they were already harmless fluff there have been a lot of turns Over the years, because they're in the first, you know, I guess 10 or 12 Barbie films were very much like fairy tale, yeah. like wholesome, like 
one-to-one retellings that yeah. like weren't trying to be clever yeah and that was fine like i feel like that's what a child wants and needs yeah. like if you've never been exposed to a fairy tale before you don't need a spin yeah. on it yeah you don't need an interpretation of it and as the films went on they became more like how can we wear as many outfits as possible in 90 yeah. minutes, you know? How do we maximize the toyetic whilst minimalizing the money mm-hmm. we have to spend on animation? And it became less about fantasy and more about fame. Yeah, it's, it, it definitely... Like, Barbie, like, don't you want to be a famous singer? Don't you want to be a famous dancer? Don't you want to be a famous whatever? Like, a, a fashion designer? Don't you want to save the galaxy? As opposed to, like, don't you want to, like, keep your family members safe? Yeah. Don't you want to, like, undo a curse? I feel like that, like some of the major shifts are that when they got rid of that framing device of Barbie telling Kelly, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can take or leave that. That's padding. Yeah. Then the next major shift is probably it's no longer Barbie playing a character. It's this is Barbie. Mm-hmm. This is the Barbie of this universe. This is the Barbie of Earth six eight six. Yeah, and so on and so on. I think the shift here is we are just doing stuff now. Mm-hmm. We're just doing stuff to justify a toy range, and it's very trendy stuff. Like, it's very much responsive to what, I guess, a child would be. I imagine they're like, okay, so we're marketing to the little sister who's like, your big brother goes and watches Marvel movies, yeah. you know? And you want something that's kind of for you, which is but why it's they, the same flavor. Yeah. Which is why they've done, like, they the, 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 the advertisements at the top of this were all about Barbie as mm-hmm. a spy. And then there was the Barbie superhero movie that mm-hmm. came out, I guess, a little bit before this one. This one, particularly in some of the music, like, there was that one song near the end that you were like, what is this music choice? Like, at the party at the very end. And I remember thinking the bass line and the beat was reminiscent of Come and Get Your Love, which is the song that plays at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think a lot of this movie... It ends with like a kind of a dance sequence. Yeah. A lot of this movie felt reactionary to To the sudden... Yeah. Which was 20... 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And this film came out in 2016. So that's time for them to develop... Produce, animate, record. Kids love space. Yeah. They love the spaceships. Yeah. But it's interesting because the aesthetic, like Barbie's costumes in this movie, at the start are very like 80s, like 70s and 80s sci fi. It's like silver. I was thinking that it's my, well, the note I made was very xenon, like 90s does future space. Yeah. It's very much that aesthetic. It doesn't have, it doesn't feel like a modern interpretation of like what future yeah. and space ought to be yeah but there is definitely towards the end when they're on the mission i described the outfit that barbie was wearing as mass effect barbie like yeah, it's very much very kind of close effect. padded mm-hmm. solid colors that kind of gray like mass that mass effect barbie kind of nails that aesthetic i perfectly. would play barbie yeah mass effect but i also well you just just play mass effect and, and make, make barbie, barbie as the character yep. but i i feel like the disparity between the Xenon style, like the kind mm-hmm. of bright, like big silver boots and pink yeah. highlights of the beginning of the movie and the Mass Effect costume design at the end of the movie speaks to a lack of cohesion. Like they don't know yeah. what they want. They, and they- I think the, this entire film was characterized by a lack of cohesion. Yeah. So many different like visual styles and yeah. flavors, so many different story elements that are conflicting. Yeah. It's just very mishmashy, like... The creative team just wasn't communicating or didn't know what it was that they were trying to produce. Or maybe, like, studio heads were like, we need some of everything. Yeah. Like, oh, what's that? What's, like, a terrible... This is, like, a... This is, like, a golden corral of a movie. Yeah. Of, like, (laughs) everything done poorly. Hometown buffet. It's, like, a hometown buffet. It definitely felt to me like this still needs to be a Barbie movie, so she needs to be Barbie and she needs to sing and she there needs to be a lot she of things. She needs to sing and animals need to like yeah. light on her while she sings. But also there was there's definitely it felt felt to me like this idea of where we have to chase that kind of boys adventure movie. Mm-hmm. In the same way that Tangled was originally when Disney were making Tangled, like it was, was gonna be a more straight adaptation of Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to chase the boys' adventure angle, mm. uh, particularly after the financial box office failure of Princess and the Frog. They decided to make it a boys' adventure movie where the main character happens to be Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. That's what this film, to me, and I'm sure some of the ones before it that we haven't watched, yeah. uh, indicate kind of a sea change in we have to chase that that boys' adventure mm-hmm. style storytelling. We have to chase that Marvel cinematic style yeah. storytelling. Um, and it's clashy. I mean, that's yeah. not like, yes, Barbie is adventurous. Barbie takes initiative and is headstrong. Yeah. But Barbie's not aggressive. Yeah. I feel like they did an okay job at, in terms of like 
her empathy and her compassion were still the main features mm. that characterized her and ended up being what solved the problem in the end. But it still had all the external trappings of like, we're going into space. Pew, pew, pew. We're, we're training. So we're fighting each other. Even though they're like, they literally fight no one. Yeah. No one fights anyone. The only time that there's any kind of physical altercation is when they're randomly sparring yeah. in that one scene. And like, what are you training for? Um, so it's very confused. It's a confused it's a film conf- that once yeah. it's it went to yogurt land and it wants some of everything. And it ended up with nothing. And it ended up with ugh. This is, in my opinion, the worst Barbie movie on your show. It's pretty rough. It's and pretty the rough. The fact that you have not gone out and acquired later Barbie movies. <laughs> the fact speaks. that you have not gone out and thrown this in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I didn't get hit on the head with the disc when I parked outside the building <laughs> today is a testament to something or other. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves for the last time mm-hmm. is where do we place this movie on the Lego Emoji oh, scale? Oh, it's low. I would put it, it's not quite Emoji Movie bad. No, but, but it's it, in that kind of In terms territory. of like socially redeeming qualities, like it kind of tries, but creatively it just fails on every yeah. level. I don't know that I would let my kid watch this. The kid that I don't have. Tungsten. Tungsten would not get to watch Tungsten wouldn't movie. be allowed to watch no. this film. Tungsten deserves quality. <laughs> Tungsten would... I would let Tungsten watch Barbie as Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And I would probably even let Tungsten watch Barbie in A Christmas Carol. Oh. Before I let not Tungsten watch this. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. It just makes me sad. It is like watching a loved one with dementia. Of like, yeah. oh, this is over, isn't it? <laughs> right? It's kind of that feeling yeah. of like things will never be the same. It's and like I have to let go of this. The first, the first in a new season of a favorite TV show, and you watch the episode and you think, oh, oh this took a turn, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's like that's now the last flavor in your mouth. Yeah. If you had just like not tried to watch it, you could have had those. Yeah, you'd been better. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. And that is really that. That's Because really... we we're not talking about what we're going to watch next time no. because this is the last thing. I want to talk a little bit about what this podcast has meant. Let's talk Something about our feelings. Talk about our feelings. Um, it's cheaper to do this than to go to therapy. So <laughs> this has been a really special project for me. Like, I've done a lot of creative stuff on the internet, as, as have you. You know, I've done web comics and uh, YouTube shows and other podcasts. And I think the thing that has made this stand out is that we, we found a topic we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. which was toyetic cinema. And kink. And kink. <laughs> <laughs> the two pillars two great tastes um and we we talked about them and i've i mean i've made no secret the fact that molly is what you what you are one of my my best and closest Aww. friends and i love you to death and getting to do this with you has been an absolute joy and i'm i'm gonna miss it when Aww. we're not doing it anymore but uh it's as well as getting to do something with you where you know we we get to make something and put it out and see how people react to it the reactions have, have have always been delightful. Yes. Seeing the tweets that we get. The tweets that we get when we haven't done an episode <laughs> and someone is talking about a, seeing a trailer for like, you know, the Playmobil movie or the Ugly Dolls movie and they tweet at us about it. Like <laughs> We're now your go-to people. Yeah, that. like that. I, I, I cannot understate or overstate how, just how meaningful it is to have, to have made 50 episodes of a show that that people have very clearly enjoyed. And though there aren't a lot of you, there have been enough of you to allow us to kind of support some of this financially for when we've had to rent movies or in some case buy movies or I've made no secret of the fact that between the Patreon for this show and my personal Patreon for my own video and creative projects, you know, you guys allowed me to pay to start seeing a therapist at a time when I couldn't afford to do that. After doing this... Yeah, you needed a therapist desperately. I did warn my therapist we were do- we were watching this <laughs> this episode, uh, watching this this movie, and uh, she. Did they uh, try to dissuade you? She she begged me not to. <laughs> um, but like, just she yeah. said, you're gonna get your money's yeah. worth next week. Let me tell you. <laughs> but the, the 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 support and the love and the jokes that have come out of the people who have kind of surrounded this podcast and. Uh, have listened to it and, and have loved like it. Like a starlion. Like you've a star- guided us. <laughs> you've guided us <laughs> to the center of our own feelings. And uh, and I, I will never forget that. And I, I hope that whatever Molly and I do next, whether it's together or, where, or for our own independent projects, I sincerely hope that you, you follow us. I know that a few of you who listen to this podcast also listen to the game of Rassilon, which makes me very happy. But I hope that whether you stick with us whatever we do next or you move on to other things that you remain as 
kind and upbeat and loving and positive as you have been for us, for whatever else you enjoy, for whatever else you do. And maybe if you, you know, do your own thing, do your own podcast, do your own blog or video series. If anyone wants to take up our mantle, (laughs) we can send you the Excel document. I mean, that wasn't what I was building towards, but like genuinely like this is i think the only project i've ever worked on where i haven't gotten some weird hate for it from some internet tough Mm. guy who just wants to be a dick because those exist and every comment we've ever received every itunes review every tweet every email has nothing has 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 only been positive and supportive and loving and i i say i hope but i know that you guys will you know kind of carry that onward and outward to other targets and and to other people who are deserving of that kind of support and love and maybe to us again in the future depending on what we do but certainly I hope to yourself as well because you deserve love I know that's a really kind of soppy and emotional thing to say especially considering about five minutes ago we were talking about you know a bunch of cartoon characters riding King Barkley's dick but I'm proud of the community that has has sprung up around this podcast and I hope it sticks around. Yeah. I've really enjoyed doing this. It's been great. Honestly, this was just an excuse for us to get to hang out. Mostly. (laughs) It was just for us to get to hang out and watch movies. And the fact that there are people out there who enjoy hanging out with us, it really does kind of feel like a group of friends. I, I just, I love hearing everyone's feedback. I love the relationships we've been able to build, even if they're just across the internet. Yeah. And it just brings me a lot of joy to know that we're bringing you joy. Yeah. That we're giving you something to look forward to. That we're giving you maybe not a, a respite because we- <laughs> uh, there's a lot of suffering yeah. um, over the course of these hours. But yeah, something to light up your day. Something to, to give you a little bit of pep in your yeah. respective steps. Yeah. Molly and I both know that this is not a great time to be alive right now in... America, in the UK, in other parts of the world that are also dealing with injustice and inequity and inequality and fascism. And if you are affected by any of those things, and we've been able to give you one hour every week or an hour every two weeks or, you know, whatever to kind of... Have a break. Yeah, get a break, get, get to exist in a, in, a, in a world where that that stuff doesn't matter for for mm-hmm. 45 to 70 minutes then that also i think is important yeah and uh, we 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 are very glad and very proud that you chose us to yeah that you invited yeah. us in yeah so thank you thank yeah. you so much for listening yeah and there are names that have popped up not just people who are who have been our like top tier patreon backers like at hey it's billy rose and maze of the squid dude and zach, zach lay all who of, was the Starlian? Who was the Starlian, yes. <laughs> he was um, the man inside screaming. Yeah, like Mazurf is someone who I see on my Twitter feed regularly, mm-hmm. which is all I like I I see your names and I recognize your names and it's always exciting to see like the same names pop up over and over again and the Patreon is still up. Mm-hmm. Um we have postcards, we will be signing those today. Today right? like as soon as we stop recording, yeah. we're gonna sign them and those are gonna go out tomorrow yeah so you should get them like the week that this episode drops hopefully we are planning we're doing our ninja turtles live stream we're doing a ninja turtles live stream i'm not sure when that will be because we have to it's probably going to be like a saturday or a sunday yeah so it's probably at this point just in terms of scheduling probably it's gonna probably going to be yeah i would say early to mid-september as soon we'll as we know a day we'll tweet it i'll try to record something and put it up on the, the podcast feed as mm-hmm. well so you don't miss it what i will do is the patreon is going to continue for the start of september mm-hmm. and then once all of those payments are processed and after we've done the live stream at that point i will disable the patreon and we will not take any more of your pennies. They have... If you still want to give us money, you can just like PayPal. Yeah, it PayPal to us or Venmo, something. Uh, whatever you want to do. But again, we really appreciate your your love and 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 kindness and support in that area as well, supporting us financially. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you want to tell people, you know, to listen to it, the fifty episodes we've recorded mm-hmm. still exist. Great for road they trips. Are, they are still available. They're great for road trips. So do please let people know small podcasts like this. 
uh, live and die by word of mouth and we would love for new audiences to find our word mistakes and listen to them. <laughs> All the terrible yeah. things that have come out of our mouths. Yeah, and the bonus episodes that we recorded on the Patreon, I know we didn't do that as frequently as as we would have liked, especially as our schedules have shifted Yeah, it's this been hard year. enough just getting together to record the yeah. regular episodes. Um, but uh, those are still there and I hope that you continue to enjoy those. And yeah, we'll be doing the Ninja Turtles live stream uh, in September. In September. As always, a huge thank you to Brian Melbourne for doing our theme, the Toyetic Toe Tapper. Yep. Get, um, get one last good you listen get, you get one last, <laughs> one last pump of that espresso shot. Although we'll, maybe I'll figure out a way to play it in at the beginning of the live stream. Oh, yeah. We can do that. That's doable. We can just jam to it. Yeah. We'll just do a dance party. We'll do a toy- live Toyetic dance party yeah. on Twitch. But if you're a fan of the game of wrestling, we're doing a live show at uh, Geeky Tees in Burbank, California, in the Los Angeles area, August 23rd. So that's this coming Friday. Uh, show starts around 7 p.m. And it's $10 at the door. That $10 is going towards upgrading our sound equipment for season two. Um, Fancy. Yeah. Um, and if you are a listener of The Life Toyetic and you come to that show, that's the best time to come up and say, hey, I really like The Life Toyetic and I want to give you a hug. And I will hug you so, so long as you don't smell of like radishes or anything. Do you not like radishes? I'm not a big fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I like them. And then this coming weekend is Anime California at the Burbank Airport Marriott Hotel on North Hollywood Way. I'm doing two panels. Uh, on Saturday, we are doing... Would Senpai Lie to You, which is an, a gently anime-themed version of the British game show Would I Lie to You, in which I'm hosting. Um, you are the senpai. Yeah, and I can't remember what time that is. It's on the program. It'll be in the evening. And then around midday on the Sunday, I think at 12 o'clock, we're doing Whose Line Is It Anime. Fun! Not to be confused with the Whose Line Is It Anime that is happening on Friday night, which is a different event. They spelt theirs wrong, so they lose. Oh, did I, they do, like, who approximately Who is, is? yes. I don't know why um, why Anime California did two events with the same name. That's odd. But one of them is wrong. So yeah. go to the correct one. Yeah. So su- Sunday Sunday at noon, the performers for Whose Lines It Anime. It's, it's uh, I'm the Drew Carey, obviously, because look at me. And then there was uh, uh, Tyler McPhail, Shelby McWeeb, Marcella Samuel, and uh, Lamar Harris. All wonderfully brilliant, funny people. And Marcella and Lamar are going to be the team captains on Wood Senpai Lie to You. One of our guests for Wood Senpai Lie to You is Ricky Simons, who's the voice of Gur in Invader Zim. Oh, nice. So that's going to be fun. I still haven't figured out who our other player is because uh, the person we had lined up has unfortunately had to drop out. So It'll be a fun surprise. We're going to figure out a fourth before before Saturday. Good luck. Um, yeah, but you'll be able to find out about what we're doing in the future. You can go to um, Ben Padden on Twitter. Or uh, Molly can be found. I'm at Molly Alice Hoy. Yeah. And we're also those things on Instagram. Mm-hmm. The Life Easy Twi- to find. Yeah, the Life Toyetic Twitter, which I might use occasionally to tweet my thoughts about Toyetic movies mm-hmm. that I happen to go and see. I know that we're getting another Angry Birds movie oh very soon. We'll also tweet about our other upcoming projects from the Life Toyetic Twitter. Not from the Instagram. The Instagram is dead. It's useless. Someone t- it was doomed from the start. The reason this podcast is ending is because we it's couldn't because get of... the Life Toyetic yeah. handle on Instagram. That's and it the only broke reason. our tiny little heart. Yeah. And that's it. That is that is the end of this. The end. Um, for now. Off we go. Thank you very much for uh, listening to the Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I've been Ben. I've been and still am and will continue to be in perpetuity, Molly. And the life toyetic came with everything you saw here. Further episodes sold separately. It's like a second wave of a toy line that gets announced <laughs> and then doesn't get and then released. And discontinued. Yeah, they just stop. So for those of you who have watched the podcast with... uh, If you've watched us. If you've been watching us. Is that you by the window? Jeremy, get down from there. Get down. You're going to hurt yourself. This is the second floor.